Shall we find out the answer to this soundbite question? I'll play it for you one more time. It's a movie clip, and I ask you to tell me what movie is this? Do you remember one time when we were small, we were out here? It was from right over there. I jumped out at you from behind the tree, and Grandpa got all excited, and he shook his fist at me, and he said, Boy, you be damned to hell! <laughs> remember that? Right over there. Well, you used to really be scared here. Johnny! You're still afraid. Stop it now, I mean it. They're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> We're going to go to Alice who was the very first text we received. We don't always go for the first text. We tend to draw them at random. But uh, Alice, you obviously recognise this straight away. <laughs> yeah, I just watched it recently. It's from uh, The Night of the Living Dead. Correct. 1968, Night of the Living Dead. Now, w- what occasioned you to watch this film almost <laughs> 60 years later? I watched it at uni years ago, but um, just recently my daughter had a cold. The little baby was congestion, so I was forced to sit up all night holding her. And someone had uploaded it onto Twitter, the entire thing, and it's got subtitles. So I watched it on my phone with the sound off. (laughs) Reading all the subtitles is oh, a great man. way to spend a couple of nights. Yeah, that is a <laughs> that's a tough night for a mum, though. <laughs> well, it was a fitting film, really. I just feel a little bit like the Living Dead <laughs> the next day. Yeah, it makes sadly it makes such a difference for a baby with a cold when you actually have them upright, right? It really does. Yeah, it was. It, it made a huge difference, and. Um, it was a great film, and I'm not sorry that I got to watch it. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> How old's your bubba? Uh, she's 13 months. Oh, great. And, um, yeah, I think it's been a really tough winter. I feel like everyone that I've spoken to has had more than their fair share of colds and flus and related illnesses. I think we're all really struggling at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I've actually got um, her brother is home today because his primary school had... 60 kids off sick and eight teachers yesterday. So oh, they requested gosh. a bit of leniency from parents today. Oh, so. boy. Man, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> really, really feeling for all the teachers out there with dealing with the green snot. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> back to Night of the Living Dead. Are you a real film buff? Um, I did a film degree at Vic, and I love film, but. Um, I'm more of a watcher than anything else. Yeah, because this was quite an important one, I think. It was one of the first zombies on screen movies and started a a whole genre, really. Yeah, it definitely did. And it's really interesting to watch it in light of the... Well, in comparison to the zombie content you see now because they are very slow and very dumb and they're outwitted by door handles and at one point they set a, a couch on fire and it freaks them out so much that they're able to like walk around outside. Yeah, because did you watch The Last of Us? Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah, those zombies were fast. Those zombies are very scary. <laughs> Good stuff. Nice to talk to you today. Well done. And um, I'm going to put you in the draw for our sound bites competition. Um, we're going to do the draw later on today. So um, nice to talk to you and good luck. Thank you very much. Cool. That's Alice. Night of the Living Dead. George Romero, 1968. You did well to recognise it just from that one little clip.
All right, 12 to 2, and time for Freaky Friday, where we invite you to tell us spooky stories. They don't all have to be supernatural. Um, coincidences are welcome. Anything that's really kind of made you wonder, you can send in your story anytime, text or email us the short version. And today we're going to begin with a strange coincidence, and then we'll meet paranormal researcher Mark Wallbank. Hi, my name's Sam. I live in the Bay of Plenty, and this is my Freaky Friday story. Um, Earlier this year, I attended a music festival with a bunch of friends, and there was a big group of us. Um, Not everyone knew everyone, so it was a good chance to uh, meet some new people. One of the people there, a guy called Andy, had a stuffed toy that he took everywhere with him, and he took photographs of it up the front with the DJ, having a beer, lying in the sun or whatever, and um, we asked him what this was all about, and he said it was for his mate called Paddy, who was at home with big FOMO because he couldn't attend the event, so this was stand-in Paddy. Um, At this stage, (laughs) my friend burst out laughing because she's a wedding celebrant, and she'd recently come from a wedding where there was a full sized mannequin in the front row dressed in the suit um, attending the wedding and when she asked what that was about you guessed it it was a stand-in paddy <laughs> so different paddy different stand-in but what are the chances love it love it thank you so much sam for sharing that with us now paranormal researcher and founder of haunted auckland mark Woolbank is on the lines tell us about some haunted locations hi there mark hey jesse how are you Good. We've been really enjoying Freaky Friday over the last few months, and obviously you enjoy the subject matter too. Oh, yes. It's, it's a lifelong thing for me, yep. yep. Are you a believer? I'm kind of on the fence still after all these years. I mean, I'm very sceptical about many things, um, but then things happen that just shock me a bit and uh, I can't figure out, and that sort of keeps you, keeps you fueled and keeps you going with the research. Yeah. Well, tell me what it means to be a paranormal researcher. Um, well, it means different things to different people, I guess. But I mean, for for me, it's it's a bit of a lifelong thing. It's a dedication. It's an obsession. It's something that I live and breathe. It's sort of a lifestyle almost. Um, my, my wife's had to be very tolerant with me, <laughs> and um, sort of accepting about my little quirks. Um, but yeah, it just means a lot of travel, a lot of late nights, and um, a lot of sitting in the dark and um, talking to the air, and um, just seeing what comes back. It's one of those. Um, situations where you, you just have to go to those locations to where the stories come from and just uh, see what happens. Well, tell us about the Puanui Homestead. Yeah, that, that's one location that we sort of just stumbled across. It's um, it, Well, it's one that's been there since I was a kid. It, um, they, the, it's, it's at the Howick Historical Village, and uh, it's basically a living village, a living museum with houses from all over Auckland. And um, the Puanui Homestead was originally over in South Auckland and it got moved in five pieces over to the village and set up there back in about 1980, I think it was. And as a kid, I sort of watched them all loading the houses onto the village site and watching the the, uh, the village come together. So the Halleck Historical Village, is, is it means quite a bit to me. I've uh, spent a lot of time there through the years. Uh, visiting and uh, spending time in the houses. But Puanui Homestead was one that I saw being loaded in, in pieces, and when it was put together, there was there were no windows and doors, so I snuck in at night, and I would just sit in there in the dark at night time. I was probably only about 10 or 12 years old, I guess, 12 years old, maybe. And um, 
I would just sit in there and just talk to the air, and uh, I sort of had a feeling that something might be there, but I wasn't sure. Um, and um, I, I still return to there to this day, and uh, yeah, I just I just basically rang them up and asked them if we could um, have a look into the place uh, because it meant so much to me, and they said yes, and we've spent since 2010 to 2017, I think it was, um, doing regular investigations there. I understand. Great. I understand. There's one woman in particular who's been seen there. There's the grey lady, um, which is uh, thought to be the daughter, Sarita McLaughlin. Um, she was the daughter of William McLaughlin, uh, who was the guy that uh, built the house back in the 1800s. Um, and um, yeah, she was the last person there to die. And um, it's thought that that's perhaps her looking over the place. She's often seen in the stairwell and uh, up in the main bedroom, the master bedroom upstairs. Um, and she's been seen by many people, uh, from contractors doing painting on the outside, looking in and seeing a woman going up the stairs when the place is locked up, um, and staff and uh, just people visiting during the day. They'll sort of turn around and there's a woman standing there and she just disappears. She doesn't seem to turn up on demand, though, sadly for you. No, no, it's, it's more of a sort of a, a time loop thing, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. It's, um, it just seems to me she's just there and she's always just um, ascending the stairs and uh, standing around in the bedroom. She doesn't sort of do much, just the same thing, almost like she's on a loop, I guess. Have you talked to people who have seen her? Um, we've talked to a couple of people that have claimed to have seen her, yeah. They yeah. were credible? Well, as credible as most people, I guess. Um, contractors and uh, people visiting for the day and staff members. Um, but they all, yeah, I have no reason to believe that they're all just making it up. I don't know. Maybe, who knows? Sarita... <laughs> The grey lady of the Puanui homestead at Howick Historical Village. Mm, but we've had quite a bit of other activity there, from voices being recorded to a torch being thrown down the stairs to um, footsteps following us down the hallways and, and things like that. So it seems to be quite an active house, and me being quite sceptical about a lot of things, um, that's one house that's really stood out to me um, as being a potentially... You know, I, I won't say it's paranormal or, or haunted, but it has a lot of activity there. There's, there's, there are things going on there voices. Mm. Are you able to make out what they're saying? Yes, well, there was one recording we had where we had um, uh, two, of the, two of the team members were downstairs. There was no one, no one else in the building. They had an audio recorder upstairs in the master bedroom. And um, in the background, you can hear them talking downstairs amongst themselves, just two ladies. And um, over the top of them, you hear this man, a man's voice, who happens to be talking about some the pumps? He's it's almost like he's—it's part of a phrase where he mentions the pumps, and um, we thought that was quite a, quite interesting. So we did a bit of research, and we found out that uh, William McLaughlin um, was one of the first people to um, build a, a filtration system on the land, and he was quite proud of his, his filtration pump system that he had installed there. So we're kind of guessing. Um, that perhaps it's like an audio recording. It's sort of captured in time somehow. That sort of replays itself. It just shows itself on audio recording somehow. I, but we're not sure. I, f- I feel like I need to hear this audio recording. Yeah, yeah. I can I can dig it out and I can send it in. Yeah. Maybe we could do that next week for Freaky Friday, Ayana, if that would be possible. Do you have time yeah. to tell us about the Lake House Art Centre in Takapuna? Yeah, the Lake House. That's another one we just sort of happened to uh, approach. It was just a big old grand building on a reserve out in Takapuna. And I drove past it every day, so I just sort of went in and said, hey, I don't suppose you guys have anything you know, spooky happening here. Straight up, they told me, yes, you do. We have uh, lots of uh, stories to tell, and um, 
they, they firmly believe that there is something going on there. So we started doing our sessions, and we've been, we've been doing that for about three years now. Um, we do quite a few per year, and we can return it. We've got the keys to the place, so we can go any time. And um, just through some of the interactions we've been having, um, as far as like the sound of children's footsteps, barefoot, running down the hallways. Um, we've had voices come through. We've had interactions with some of our trigger lights and things, little trigger ob- objects that we use to try and trigger a response. Um, all little interactions that we seem to be having um, all seem to point to a, a young girl. And um, so we've been having these sort of communication sessions through our trigger objects, which seem to be pointing to a young girl. And we, we think we may have given her a name um, through... The, spelling out of letters, and her name could be Patty. So whether or not her name is Patty, we don't know, but people have claimed to have seen a young girl up on the stairs uh, and running down the hallways. We've heard them, we've seen short short shadows running up and down the hallways. Um, our questioning seems to come back as being that of a, a, a young girl. And uh, we also had, we've had a couple of other investigators, um, investigators joining us um, on the sessions uh, at different times who have both um, seen short um, shadows coming towards them and, and walking down hallways. So it's, it's interesting. We don't know what's going on there, but it's it's interesting. So we carry on and we see where it leads us. There will be some people listening who will be very uncomfortable with the idea of asking a spirit to spell out its name. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, a lot of people are very skeptical about it. A lot of people, are, you know, it's a bit of a taboo subject for a lot of these people. But it's all part of the research, and it's um, you've got to do these things. I mean, if it means sitting in the dark, talking to the air, you just got to see what happens. Just trial and error and experimentation. That's pretty much what we do, and we just observe and record. What happened and to what Sam? Is, what yeah. happened to your investigator, Sam? There, Sam. Um, oh, Sam, about the the light. Yeah. There was a, he had a, um, a camera on a uh, bracket and it had a, a big light lamp, illuminator lamp on it. And he was walking up the stairs. Um, a lot of the activity seems to be centered around the stairs. Uh, there's two stairwells in there. And he was walking up and he said he, basically it felt like he hit a force. There was something invisible that basically pushed him backwards and it, to the point where it twisted his whole lamp around to face him. And it's a fixed lamp that sort of takes quite a bit of force to move. Basically pushed him back and turned the lamp around. Um, so he was quite shocked by that because he's, he's like me. He's a bit sceptical. Yeah. And um, it's one of those first-hand experiences that you have. It's kind of it's a bit of a shock to the system. You think, well, okay, well, what was that? What do happened have, there? Do you have moments when your heart beats faster and you actually do get a bit of a fright? Not really. You sort of get used to it after a while. It's more of a, a fascination or a, an intrigue. You know, you sort of you get really fascinated by things. And so anything that happens is just a bonus. Um for me, I just I just like the I just like sitting around in old buildings and just it's very peaceful and um, it's very good therapy at the end of the week and uh, it's just nice to just sit around and peace and quiet and if something happens, that's a bonus. Yes, let me respectfully say that I don't think many people listening today will agree with you. That, that <laughs> no, sounds really relaxing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very it's a very niche audience. Yeah, 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 Mark. <laughs> I would love if you came back next week to play us that recording. Would that be possible? Sure. I've got a few other recordings from uh, Halleck Village as well, actually, which uh, you might find interesting. Yes, please. Mark Wilbank, thanks so much. Paranormal researcher and founder of, founder of Haunted Auckland. Uh, yes, so thank we'll you. we'll do that session with him next Freaky Friday. Put it in your diary.